The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There are entrepreneurs and business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're also giving back to the community, and so can you. Welcome to Be More, Achieve More, inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking to make the most of yourself and your business, then you will want to stay tuned for the next hour. Here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper of chriscooper.co.uk, and I'm delighted to uh, welcome you back again for yet another week. And today, I'm delighted that we have uh, Jack Canfield and Amanda Brown, and we're going to talk about the success principles. Um, I'd also like to just start by thanking my guest last week, uh, the fabulous Patricia Fripp, who shared her thoughts on improving sales presentations. And I love Patricia's work, uh, and I wanted to thank her as well for the really generous feedback she shared on social media uh, following the show. But if you're into sales presentations, there's no one better to learn about it than Patricia Fripp. So today's show about the success principles, and wow, we have both Jack Canfield and Amanda Brown today, and Jack is the beloved originator of one of my very favorite series of books, Chicken Soup for the Soul, so please excuse me if I'm just a little bit in awe today. I can even remember being so taken by the books that I gave copies of the first book to friends and family um, as gifts, and I feel a connection with Jack. I I decided to send a, a book proposal to um, Jack's uh, agent and um, realizing that if Jack had uh, worked with him, it must be great. And almost did it with a smile on my face, thinking I'd never hear anything. And incredibly, he signed us up within a few days and we had a, a deal with Penguin Random House in uh, a couple of weeks. So I'm still in complete shock, but I do feel that like I owe Jack a, a tremendous thank you for influencing um, our direction and I'll be delighted if it sells a tiny fraction of his incredible achievements. Um, so, uh, to Jack, um, I'll introduce Jack first. And Jack is a featured teacher in a, another of my influences, the movie The Secret. Um, also, the opus, the cure, the tapping solution, and yes is the destination. No is how you get there. Having studied and reported on what makes successful people different, his proven formula for success reached global acclaim with his national bestseller, The Success Principles. His messages and his empowering energy and his coaching style have helped hundreds of thousands of individuals achieve their dreams. He's a multiple New York Times bestselling author with the power of focus, the Aladdin factor, dare to win, you've got to read this book, and the key to living the law of attraction. What a wonderful title, you've got to read this book. Um, the founder and chairman of the Canfield Training Group, Jack has also been a featured guest on more than a thousand radio and television programs, including Oprah, Montel Williams, Larry King Live, and 2020. So, firstly, a big welcome to Jack Canfield. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Chris. You're very welcome. And uh, now I'd like to introduce Amanda. Amanda has been Brown has been training and researching in human potential techniques for over a decade. She's a transformational trainer and an international speaker, and she's founded the Leading Ladies Company, and her work has led many people to step outside their day-to-day -day routines and create phenomenal lives for themselves. 
Uh, a passing comment from a friend a few years ago, there must be more to life than this, was the catalyst for her creating the Lipstick Principles Success Strategies for Women, which have helped them make life happen. She's a graduate of Jack Canfield's Train the Trainer program and a master practitioner of NLP. She founded uh, the Leading Ladies TV channel and shares the stories and li- of the lives to, that ins- of, about women around the globe to help inspire women around the globe. And she specialises in creating the freedom to admit what we really want and to develop the strategies to making it. So welcome to, to Amanda Brown. Hi, Chris. Happy to be here. <laughs> Wonderful. Now, let me start the uh, conversation. If you don't mind um, me asking um, Jack. Um, Jack, could you tell us about your early life story and you know, what inspired you to research and, and to t- ultimately teach people about success? Well, I had a typical Midwestern American life, and I ended up uh, teaching high school in Chicago. I got involved in the civil rights movement, so it was all working with inner city black kids, high school level, teaching history. And I noticed my kids weren't as motivated as I was, and I thought, I want to figure out how to get these kids excited about education, about learning. So I started studying motivation, and I ran across a man named W. Clement Stone, who was worth $600 million, who had started a foundation uh, and had a program called the Achievement Motivation Program. So I went and took that course. They ended up hiring me to go out and teach teachers all over you know, Chicago, Detroit, places like that. And I began to get really good at feeling, helping people become successful. And then uh, what happened was a lot of people said that uh, the stories I was using were really interesting. And, and that's what ultimately led to Chicken Soup for the Soul. But it was my desire to teach the kids some principles so that they could be as successful as I was. They were all living in the ghetto. They didn't see a lot of successful people coming out of there. So I started, uh, you know, teaching them these principles and challenging them to set goals. And they did. And today, many of those people are presidents of companies. Wow. That's a really inspiring story. And and was it the sort of intrigue, you know, the chicken soup of the soul is lots of stories and, you know, why did you choose that kind of methodology for the book, just to tell it through story? Well, I, re- I was going around running seminars, first for teachers and then eventually for the general public. I, this one principal said, my husband's company needs what you're doing. And I said, well, I've only worked in one company with General Electric, but I was a floor sweeper during, between college and graduate school. So I don't think that qualifies me as a managerial expert. And she said, they're just big kids in suits. You know how to deal with kids, not go over there. <laughs> so, I, so I did, and they loved it. And I got hired by, you know, referred to more companies and hired by more people. But I always used stories to illustrate all the principles I was teaching. And uh, people would always say, that story about the Girl Scout who sold 3,000 boxes of Girl Scout cookies, is that in a book anywhere? My daughter needs to read it. Or someone would say, a story you told about the man who adopted the puppy, my whole staff needs to hear that story. It will inspire them and motivate them. And so finally one day it just hit me. I'm supposed to put these stories in a book. So I spent a year. I wrote two stories a week for 52 weeks. Ended up with a few more than 100 stories. We narrowed it down to 101. And that's what became the first Chicken Soup for the Soul book. Wow. Wonderful. And uh, I, I believe that you've you know, so, or been sold over sort of 500 million copies worldwide of that series. Yeah, that series. There's 225 books in the series now, and we've sold over half a billion books. China alone, we've sold over 300 million. They're actually using the book as a textbook to teach English in the schools to uh, high school students. So you have the Chinese on one side and the English translation on the other, and and then you have vocabulary words at the bottom of each page. And that's how they are teaching English now in China. Wow. 
That's that's amazing. I, did, I have had a couple of notes from people actually sort of thanking me about the show and saying they're finding it a great way to learn English. So, um, which is uh, quite interesting. But that to, to teach English across a, a, a nation like that is, is amazing. Now, I suppose, this now sounds like a bit of a silly question, but I'm going to ask it to you, Amanda. Um, <laughs> what inspired you to work with Jack as a mentor and become involved with his Train the Trainer program? Because I know you've done a lot of work with Jack. Yeah, well, you've just listened. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to work, if you want to, if you're like me and you want to be the best in the industry, you have to go and train with the best. And Jack, Jack is just there. He's um, he's authentic. He he stretches and learns himself all of the time, and that makes him a great teacher. So. Um, I'd kind of been training and researching, as, as you said in my bio, human potential techniques for a decade. And what I was missing was I was working well on, with people on a one-to-one, but I wasn't touching audiences. I didn't have the magic touch that Jack has. And that was really what I wanted to learn. I wanted to learn how he creates that transformation, how he creates that experience that he does on his BTS programs. And oh, going and training with him, it he stretches you in ways you have got no idea where you're going. It's a phenomenal experience, and I'm, I'm so pleased I made that choice. Brilliant. Should we change the title of this show to We Love Jack Canfield? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so, so uh, I just wanted to ask you, ask you as well, Jack, um, you know, obviously we talked a little bit about Chicken Soup for the Soul there, but, you know, how, how did that journey contribute to the success principles, which... Uh, and congratulations is now celebrating the launch of the 10th anniversary edition. Well, it, it made me realize that people are moved by stories. I think my life purpose statement is to inspire and empower people and organizations to live their highest vision in a context of love and joy. And so inspiration occurs from stories. You know, when you read a story about a man with one leg who climbs Mount Everest, you read a story about a man in prison who comes out and starts, you know, successful businesses. You read a story about a man who was on Skid Row, who uh, read one of my Chicken Soup for the Soul books, and as a result of it, he turned his life around and now is a very successful businessman. You get inspired and you say, well, I can do that too. But you also need to be empowered. You need to be empowered to have the tools. Inspiration without education leads to frustration, leads to revolution. And so basically what happens is the success principles, what makes the book so accessible to people is that all the principles are uh, illustrated by story. So there's what, what's, why is this principle important? How did it help somebody? So you're inspired to do it. Now, what's the technique and what are the action steps you need to take? So basically the, what's really exciting about the 10th anniversary edition is that in the original book, which came out in 2005, all the stories that illustrated principles by, were by famous people in my mind, proving that they worked. But now all the stories that are in the book are actually about people who read the first book, applied that principle, and radically transformed their life. You know, I have a story about Doug Whittle, who was up in Kamloops, Canada, and he read the book, and the next year he doubled his income. The year after that, he doubled it again. He's been doubling it every year since. Now he spends three months of the year living in Mexico and nine months up in Canada running his construction company. So these principles are universal. They work for anybody in any situation. But the stories inspire you. That's why Chicken Soup was so helpful to me to realize that, to make a book really readable and not just a book of techniques. Oh, it's wonderful to be able to go back and 
and see and, and hear the impact of, of all those incredible stories. But the, the, um, the, you know, the success principle, one of the things that um, sort of struck me when I, I first um, obtained the book was um, just the, the sheer amount of work that must have gone into creating it. Cause it's not a, it's not a small book, is it? It's a significant piece of work. Yeah. The first book I think was 455 pages, the revised edition. Cause we added, four new uh, or five new chapters, one on leadership, one on networking, and then four on the, how do, what we call success in the digital age. How do you deal with social media? How do you use crowdfunding and crowdsourcing and so forth, uh, which wasn't really available back then. We didn't have YouTube channels. We had YouTube, but we didn't have YouTube channels. LinkedIn wasn't that popular yet. So all of these, um, uh, you know, TED Talks that hadn't started yet and so forth. So basically the book is really updated. But now there's 640 pages in the book. And uh, it's it's meant to be a book that takes you about a year to read, a year to master. You know, it's uh, but most people read like a chapter a day or a chapter a week and then apply what's in there. And our promise is if you read the book, you can double your income and double the time off you have, the amount of time off you have in two years or less. And many of our people, I would say 85% of the people we work with achieve that. I love that because a real barrier for some people, isn't it, that to, towards uh, generating money and success is the feeling that actually they may have to work much harder. Well, you do have to work. Uh, you know, I think you have to work smart, not necessarily yeah. harder. Yeah. But you definitely, and I think entrepreneurs know this. When you start, you work hard. I always say you don't get paid what you're worth. But then after a few years, you get paid a lot more than you're worth. But you have to go through. It's like if a plane's going down a runway, I'm sure you've been in there and you wonder, is this thing ever going to take off? Is it ever going to leave the ground? And then when it does, it starts to climb slowly. But then after a while, it starts almost going straight up and you hit 35,000 feet and then you coast. So basically, uh, it's the same way in business. That's a really, really good talk. So how about you, um, uh, Amanda? I know you've obviously you studied with Jack. You've read The Chicken Soup for Soul and you've... Um, You've been working with the success principles. I mean, what's um, been your, the impact on your life and your business from you know, the amount of uh, study and mentorship you've had? Oh, it's been phenomenal. I, I was just thinking back, actually, you were talking about your first uh, chicken soup for the soul experience. I, I remember going back 17 years when I was a sales manager in an organization and I had a team of people out on the road and I would go out to meet them and we'd meet in a, a, a you know, a restaurant or something, talk about what we we're going to do for the day. And I'd pull out the chicken soup for the soul book. I'd flick through it and read a story and it and in that story, that would kind of set the tone. It would be the inspiration for the day. So I guess it's probably 17 years since I was first introduced to Jack. And then obviously moved on to the success principles. The training was phenomenal. Jack's saying that you do a chapter a week. Well, it was a little bit more intense than that for us. And we had to make it happened. We had to really embrace those success principles. And of course, by embracing them, Life just happens faster. You get where you want to be quicker. Um, meeting the people that I met on Jack's course was phenomenal. It's like having, uh, there was 80 people a year that I trained and it's having a whole new set of peer group all there to support you, all with the same mission, all with the same goal and all talking the same language. And when I've been into any businesses and introduced them to the success principles, one of the common things is that everybody starts to talk the same language. Um, it's it's a it's a new way of thinking. So it affects not just me, but all the people I'm going out and training and coaching as well. Massive impact through through Jack's principle. When I was training with Jack that year, I launched new business, launched the new TV show, um, 
I traveled over to America three times. Jack, Jack will know this. I got engaged that year, which um, mm-hmm. <laughs> he he got me getting my vision boards going. That was always a, <laughs> always one for the for the future. So yeah, just being involved and actually embracing making them happen it it changes lives. Fantastic, now, Jack is 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 the um, you know the chicken soup for the soul and the and the success principles. Are they you know, are they the pinnacle pinnacles of um, kind of your you know, sort of life success, your contribution, or is there is there much more to come? And and how how do you follow that? Well, basically, you're right. Those are the two so far. But what what's coming now is uh, Amanda took our train the trainer program where we teach people how to teach in an experiential way where you don't get just talked at, but you actually do exercises and activities. These success principles, and now we set a goal a year ago to uh, train one million trainers by the year twenty. 30. And we now have the capacity to scale that out because we recorded a whole year of these trainings and edited it down into a home study program that's being released, uh, you know, this month in March. So basically, we're having a great success with that. We have 5,000 people in the wings lined up to uh, take that course and the online program and get certified as a Campfield trainer. And then uh, we're going to start having country coordinators, regional coordinators, city coordinators. We've done the math. It's possible to actually train a million people to teach this in the schools, in corporations, in public seminars by the year 2030. So that's our big legacy goal, the, the books and this uh, Train the Trainer program. Wonderful. We're going to go to commercial break now. And I was keen in this section that we really got to you know, understand you know, Jack's story and Amanda's story. And you know, Jack, for example, going from being a teacher um, through to um, impacting millions of lives. So I think some real inspiration uh, in that. But after the break, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about some of the specific success principles, some of the ones that have really impacted Amanda and also myself. Um, so we'll be back with you again in just a minute. So do join us. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. 
Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. tuned in to be more achieve more with host chris cooper if you have a question or comment about our show please direct your emails to info at be that's info at be now back to chris cooper This is Chris Cooper of chriscooper.co.uk. I'm with uh, Jack Canfield and Amanda Brown, and we're talking about the success principles. So really like to focus in on, on some of those. Um, I, I um, first got a copy of the success principles because one of my previous show guests, Craig Goldblatt, kindly sent me his uh, favorite book as a thank you gift, and it was a success principles. And there's 64 in the book, so uh, we're not going to cover them all. Um, I think the book is, um, is, is absolutely fascinating, and, and I was amazed that it's got um, 542 five-star ratings on Amazon.com, um, so I think that's um, a real testament to it. But let's start with talking about something that I think is, is such an important principle, uh, and that is taking 100% responsibility. And I'd just be really interested, Jack, if you could maybe share your take on that very important principle. Well, basically, you can either approach life as a victim or you can approach life and become a victor. And the idea is if you're not taking 100% responsibility for your life, you're blaming someone else. When I first went to work for W. Clement Stone, his first question for me was, do you take 100% responsibility for your life? And I said, I think so. He said, it's a yes or no question, son. I was 24 or 5 at the time. (laughs) And then I said, I'm not even sure what the question means then. He said, do you ever blame anybody for anything? I said, yeah. Do you ever complain about anything? I said, yeah. Do you ever make excuses about why you're not succeeding in life? I said, occasionally. He said, then you're not taking 100% responsibility. No blaming, no complaining. You're going to act as if, he taught me, act as if everything that you experience, you either created it, promoted it, or allowed it to continue happening. And so that was kind of a revelation and a wake-up call for me. And I began to live my life from that position, and I realized that Every time something happened that I didn't like, I could look back and say, okay, how did I create that? And invariably, there was something I did that contributed to it being not a, not a good thing. So we developed this formula called E plus R equals O. There are events in your life. How you respond, that's the R to that event, equals the outcome, the O, that you get. And most people go through life complaining about their outcomes. They're overweight. They don't have any money. They're unhealthy. Their wife left them. They got fired, etc. And so... Basically, then, if you want a different outcome, rather than blame the event, you have to change your response. You have to think differently. You have to use your visual ability to imagine differently. Instead of imagining bad outcomes, which we call worrying, uh, you imagine good outcomes, which we call positive expectation. It's the same tool of visualization. You want to use it positively rather than negatively. And you have to change what you do and what you say. And so my book, The Success Principles, is full of the kind of responses that that super successful people have. I interviewed over uh, 
150 people uh, for this book. And you know, people very, very successful. And we found they all have the same basic principles they operate by. That's why they're in the book. And so we want to give up being a, a victim, give up blaming, give up complaining, and act as if. Because if a plane falls on your studio today, uh, I can't think that you're responsible for that. But if you act as if you're responsible for everything, life begins to become much more magical. Mm. <clears throat> the, it, you know, if you the, magically, I mean, do you, do you um, see this as being? I, I can see that as a very, a very sensible, pragmatic approach in terms of the the event and how you respond to it. Um, you know, and determines your outcomes. But in something like the secret, there is um, you know the suggestion that maybe there's you know something a little bit more that's um, and through your thinking is impacting you know the universe and how it responds to you. I mean, do you? How do you tend to explain it? Sure. Here's the deal. There's three kind of responses you have control over. Your thoughts, which the secret talks about. Think positive thoughts, have positive expectation. Your thoughts create your feelings. And the secret talks about the importance of having a high vibration. So your feelings are what produce your vibration of love, of joy, of forgiveness, of compassion. Uh, these are the higher vibrations, appreciation and gratitude and so forth. Uh, feelings like anger, resentment, uh, you know, feeling you know, that you're a victim, feeling sad and depressed. These are low vibrations. And we call it, people say, I feel down rather than I feel up, you know. And so high vibration, low vibration, up and down. So basically, the, the world is what it is. And how you think about it, uh, and how you visualize, visualizing your success rather than visualizing failure, uh, is is totally aligned with the secret. The secret basically is talking about the fact that you have to um, think differently, you have to feel differently, but your feelings are created by your thoughts and your visualizations. Yeah, and they determine your actions and your results. <laughs> exactly. Wonderful. I've, <clears throat> I've um, studied some of that with uh, Bob Proctor. Um, I love that. Uh, I love that. Um, that's just a wonderful way of thinking about things, about getting yourself into alignment. And uh, what are your thoughts on it, Amanda? Well, 100% responsibility is, is probably the most important principle. I, I, I'm just remembering a client of mine when we went through the E plus R equals O model and um, they actually had it tattooed on their arm. It meant so much to them as a constant reminder. So um, we can, you know, if we want a different results to do something differently. I, th- I think sometimes, you know, life, life can be a little challenging. Um, for me, you know, if people are working for themselves, sole entrepreneurs, there are times when you think you've done absolutely everything that you can to get the results, the outcome that you want, and still it doesn't work. And you know, it's your thinking and your action that's got you there. And that can be frustrating. Um, But obviously, frustration isn't going to change the results. One thing I would uh, share as a tip of the day really would be if if anybody, if anybody is out there doing everything to get the outcomes that they that they want, and it still isn't working, just remember the words of Einstein, actually, which is you can't necessarily solve a problem with the same mind that created it. And then I would lead on to another one of Jack's principles, which is ask, ask, ask. And that's the point to go out and find somebody who might be able to offer you some solutions to get you different outcomes. Um, it, it's you know it's a lot to, to to always be thinking about your own responses to get the outcome that you want. You can ask for help. There's, there's a wonderful kind of example of this within your story about chicken soup for the soul and getting it, it published, Jack. Because I know you, you you kind of came upon 
resistance and obstacles. Um, how did that taking the responsibility sort of play out in terms of you know, ultimately the result that you achieved? Yeah. Well, basically, if you go to E plus R equals O again, the event was, uh, you know, the, the world is what it is. Our response was to try to sell our book in a certain way. The outcome is it wasn't working. So we knew we had to change what we did. So we we, we, we talked to 144 publishers before we got our book published. And, um, you know, you mentioned Jeff Herman, who was uh, an agent that was trying to help us sell the book. He eventually gave the book back to us and said, I can't sell it. So we had to go out on our own. And what we finally asked, you know, one of the great questions for all entrepreneurs or anybody in life is, what would have to happen for you to say yes? And we, we asked that question of this one publisher, and he said, well, we'd have to know we could sell 20,000 copies. We don't think we can. So Mark and I made up a sheet that said, I promise to buy blank number of copies of Chicken Soup for the Soul when it is published. And we had people sign their name and their address. And we collected over the course of a year, every talk we did, we put it on a seat and we eventually collected uh, 20,000 pieces of paper <laughs> that said, I promised to buy a copy of the book. We then took that to the American Booksellers Association convention and went from booth to booth showing this to publishers. It took us two days still before one said yes. And they said, well, we think you could sell 20,000 based on what you have. Well, we sold a million and a half in a year and a half. So it kind of blew him out of the water. But what we did, we had to not blame the publishers for not understanding it, not give up, which a lot of people do after a certain amount of rejections. But we had to just keep going and keep changing our tactic, which we did based on the idea, okay, we have to go and prove that we can sell 20,000 books. Well, we didn't know that, that that was a criteria. But once we learned that, we said, okay, it's our responsibility to go and figure out how we can convince them that that's the case. Wow, wonderful example of getting past now. Um, exactly. I, I know that setting a, a breakthrough goal is a, an important concept for you, um, Jack. Um, what is it? Well, basically a breakthrough goal is setting a goal that is so big that it would quantum leap your career or your financial situation or some aspect of your life if, if you're not focused on business. And so it would be – and it would also require you to grow in order to achieve it. So for me, having a best-selling book was a breakthrough goal. It meant that my speaking fee went from $3,000 a day up to $30,000 a day. It meant that I was now a celebrity author speaker rather than just another guy with a book. Uh, we've had people set breakthrough goals in our seminars to have their own radio show, to have their own television show, to open up China as a market because all of a sudden now you have a billion possible people that can buy your product, to get their MBA degree, to double their income, to lose 55 pounds, whatever it might be. So it has to be something that will stretch you and grow you, feel a little uncomfortable, but that if you achieved it, we usually say it has to be something you could achieve in one year, uh, but it would be a major breakthrough. One guy, a chiropractor, one of my students, uh, got a morning radio spot, just five minutes on a show that was in drive time, you know, between 7.30 and 9 o'clock in the morning. And as a result of that, he tripled his business and eventually started hiring other chiropractors to develop this clinic because he had so much business because he now was a household word in Dallas, Texas. Wow. Do you have a breakthrough goal, Amanda? I'm Well, mine's very much on the back of... Uh, Jack's is it to transform, teach, and train a million people around the world. And what I want to touch 10,000 this year. Um, fantastic. So, uh, how's it going? It's going good. good. We have to do uh, 
quite a lot of responding to feedback, um, taking action, um, sometimes shifting the direction, just, just like Jackson when he first started out. We've got to remember it's every step that you take, and if it's not quite going to plan, change, change direction. That's, that's great. Um, well, I, I just um, in, in preparation for the interview, I, I um, was working on a breakthrough goal myself last night, um, so it's inspired inspired me really. Um, I'm curious. Well, what, what is it? What, what, did, what did you come up with? <laughs> well, I want to, I want to uh, I want to touch the lives of um, of over over uh, two million people this year, um, and uh, you know, looking at some of the numbers that we've had with the show, uh, then I think we probably you know we're approaching the million last year. So um, it's just really about you know boosting the impact and helping more. Well, you know, if you if, if you share that breakthrough goal on every show, just reminding everybody, my breakthrough goal is two million people. If everyone out there gets one friend to listen to the show, I've achieved my goal. Yes. So let's do it. Yes. Yeah. Thank, thank you. So thanks for the inspiration. And um, so let's move to a challenge that that many of us face, and that's that's taking action. And um, and I picked this one because um, for me, you know, my therapy was to write a book about it because. Um, what I realized was that when I worked in corporate companies and the like, I always had lots of people holding me accountable for my performance. And uh, when I went to, and worked more on my own for a period of time, that was more difficult. So you know, I, I wrote a book, The Power to Get Things Done, Whether You Feel Like It or Not, with uh, Dr. Stephen Levinson. And, and I just think it, fundamentally for any entrepreneur, it is so important to, to get things done. And just ask, I'd like to ask you, Amanda, you know, what your take is on, on taking action and uh, how do you get yourself to do it? Well, the slogan in my business is make, is make life happen. It's the leading ladies make life happen. And everything I do is focused on helping people do that. Um, the, the bit that motivates me in many ways is life is short. This year is going to pass. Whether or not we make a decision to take action or not, the day will, the day will pass. Um, and it's the tiny actions that mount up. So Jack's got a principle, the rule of five and every one of the the rule of five is all about taking five steps towards what you want each day those breakthrough goals etc you mentioned the secret earlier the universe responds to action it's it's about making everything small enough that it's achievable so that you can achieve three or four things in a day so that you can actually give yourself the credit for creating that momentum um I don't have any problem in, in taking action myself personally because my goal, my vision is so strong inside me. There's nothing I want more than to make that happen. Mm. Yeah, what's, um, what's your take on it, Jack? Because I'm, I'm also, I've, I'm a family man with a couple of, with two children and, and they're important. And uh, sometimes, you know, life can get a little bit in the, in the way if you've got lots going on. And particularly there's people who are, you're trying to work on other ventures while they're working full time and that sort of thing. Do you, do you have a view, Jack, on how how people should best take action when actually it seems really quite hard? Well, I think two things. The rule of five, which Amanda talked about, is critical. 
that you do five action steps every day. It builds the momentum. It keeps you focused. It keeps you moving forward. I would also say the other thing that really has helped people is having an accountability partner. Yeah. So if you and I were accountability partners, because I would call you every morning and uh, we would talk for five minutes, maybe at 7 a.m. or something like that. And you would tell me the five action steps you're going to take today that are going to help you break through either on your new venture, your breakthrough goal or whatever it is your number one priority is. And I would tell you the same. As you said, a lot of solo entrepreneurs don't have bosses. And so we're not accountable. We can start avoiding the uncomfortable things. But if you had a boss that says, call Donald Trump's office, even if you're uncomfortable, you got to do it because the boss said so. You can't go back to him an hour later and say you didn't do it. So the accountability partner is someone who's committed to success just like you. And it doesn't have to be a long call. But after two or three days of saying, well, I didn't do it yesterday because you say, what are my five action steps? The next day you check in and say, did I do them or not? And the reality is that that accountability partner relationship makes it embarrassing not to do those actions. So basically it really works. I just read a study uh, by a woman named Gail Matthews, who's a professor at, uh, at Dominican University, where she had five groups of people in terms of goals. First group just thought about their goals, didn't write anything down. Second group wrote their goals down. Third group wrote their goals down and came up with action steps. Fourth group wrote their goals down, came up with action steps and told somebody about the goals. And the fifth group did all of that but had to report in every week on what they were accomplishing or not. And the fifth group outperformed all the other groups, the first group, by over 33%. So we know there's research now, university research, that backs up the importance of having an accountability partner or a coach that keeps you focused. Uh, <clears throat> I think that is a, a tremendous... Uh piece of wisdom that um, that frequency um, I act as an accountability partner for quite a lot of people but I don't speak to them every day so you've given me a a little bit of a bit of a thought there because you're right um, having and I I, I pay somebody as well I've um, I I actually had coaches for many years and uh, found that found it very helpful but what I what I decided to do with um, with my current one we've been working for two years was to actually say I want to produce you with a board report with a set of actions they're going to take each month and I want you to hold I want you to hold me ruthlessly accountable for for achieving those um, mm-hmm. and that acts I don't want to speak to him um, knowing that I've not done what I'm said I'm going to do and it's had an enormous impact yes mm. it's, it's very powerful so we're going to go to commercial break again now and after the break we're going to come back and um, talk about um, some of the um, other rules and principles in in Jack's book um, so do join us, do come back. Um, I know there's going to be some more wonderful wisdom after the break. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune into Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called The Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. 
Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with host Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with uh, Jack Canfield uh, and uh, Amanda Brown. We're talking about the success principles. And um, if, if, you want to, um, if you want to find out uh, more about the, the shows that are coming up uh, and, uh, and my take on, on the shows that have happened, do go to, uh, Chris, uh, to chriscooper.co.uk and subscribe to the newsletter there. I think it's really... Uh, high value and uh, and gives you lots of uh, important sort of commentary. And so I want to um, now move on to um, talking about the the principle of, of feedback. And I know this has been a principle that Amanda has had a re- it's had a really big impact on you. Um, so do you want to share with us your your take around this um, this critical principle? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. It's, it's my new favourite for getting where you want to be faster. And in fact, I'm, I'm such an expert on it now. I've been asked to write a chapter for a new book being released just on this subject. But um, I mentioned about Jack's training, Stretching You. And um, I know it's included in the new 10th anniversary edition of the Success Principles, where Jack talks about um, asking a question of somebody that knows you well. On his training, he invited us to complete an exercise where we were to ask people a really simple question, which seemed simple. How do you see me limited? myself. It felt like a comfortable thing to do. But Chris, you won't believe it. The very first time I asked the question, I was shocked. The wonderful people I asked actually told me the truth. (laughs) (laughs) They actually told me how they saw me limiting myself. Um, 
And, you know, after I picked myself up off the floor, I was able to see some of the ingrained behaviours which had been blind to me, which meant I could start to change them. And um, when Jack is encouraging people to get from where they are to where they want to be, this to me is the hidden principle, which although we think might be a good idea, we might say, give me some feedback to actually ask a specific question like, do you see me limiting myself? Um, so my second tip for the day is, is ask people who care enough about you and care enough about your progress to give you feedback and welcome it with open arms. It can transform your progress, transform your um, progress towards your goals. It may feel a little uncomfortable. <laughs> be, be, be near something soft that you can sort of drop onto just in case. Is it important, Amanda, to, to carefully ask, to, to be careful about who you ask though? So, I mean, for example, if you asked your, your mum or your brother or your, your, your friend or I think that the key for this is to ask people who know you well enough and care about you enough to want to see you progress, to yes. want to help you. And, you know, if you've invited somebody to give that feedback, you're going to respect what they've got to say. And the, the key to it is to say thank you. Even really inside where you might be going, oh, God, I wish you'd never said that. Um, what they tell you will help you tremendously because we've all got blind sides. That's why we you know continue to develop and stretch ourselves and do new things if, if people can help you see what you can't see then it's going to help you release things that might be holding you back from getting you from where you are to where you want to be that's a really valuable point and jack, jack do, you, do you still use that principle yeah yeah i do and i think you know i love what amanda talked about with that because i've kind of forgotten that part of it but the um it's a very powerful tool because everyone does see ways you're limiting yourself and they don't usually tell you because they're trying to be friendly and nice and all that. But you can't get better without feedback. However, there's another aspect to this that I teach business people. And you can also use it in your personal life, which is on a, it's a question you ask. I ask my wife this every weekend. On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate the quality of our relationship? Now, I could also ask a customer on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate the quality of our service, our product, the seminar, my book, whatever it might be. And then be open to the feedback. Now, on a scale of one to ten, let's say they say six. The important information is in the follow-up question. Where, excuse me, <coughs> where you say, uh, "What would it take to make it a 10? And so that's where the real value comes. My wife, if I ask her, you know, she might say six. I say, "Well, what would it take to make it a 10? She might say, "Well, don't interrupt me when you're telling a joke or I'm telling a joke because I, you think you can tell the punchline better." She might say, "You know." It, I want you to come to bed with me at least three nights a week. You're working too much. Uh, I want you to put the kids to bed without being asked. That's your job. My job is to get them up in the morning. So whatever it is, I don't know how to improve the relationship unless I ask. And if I don't ask, I'm the only one who doesn't know. She's told my wife, she's told my, my, her, her mother, her girlfriends, the ladies at the nail salon, et cetera. So I, I'm the only one who can change it. So whether it's in business or life, Constantly ask, how would you rate me as a father? How would you rate me as a, as a husband, a brother, a son, a mother, whatever? And it's very, very important that you listen to the feedback and then you implement the feedback that makes sense. Now, all feedback isn't accurate. You know, my two-year-old's uh, opinion about Brussels sprouts probably isn't that important. Mm. But someone who's a, a nutritional expert, I want to take their information in. If they're a cook and they're a good cook, I'm, their information is probably going to be accurate about my, my food. Uh, so... 
it's important to ask. And if you ask, 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 and you get more and more and more information, you just have more you can implement that's going to get you where you want to go faster. Hey, Jack, I got a 10 last week from um, Terry. Uh, he was out of town for the week. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> It's true. It's true. It's my first ten. I hear you. That's funny. <laughs> it looks like I better um better ask the question to my wife and, and uh, yes and take take a deep breath. Uh, how, how do you um how do you deal with that though when you you know you maybe don't hear what you expect to hear and and might feel a bit wounded. Well. I, I think Amanda said it earlier. She said, you say, thank you for caring enough to share that with me. Cause it's hard for people to share that kind of feedback. Yeah. And then you have to go and say, okay, that doesn't, that, that hurt a little bit, but it only hurts because you think there's something bad about it. You know, the fact is we're all growing, we're all getting better. We can't get better without feedback. And so basically, you know, take it in, take a look, listen to yourself. And often when something hurts you, it's because you have a button inside of you, a fear that you might be that way, a fear that maybe they won't like you as much, a fear you're going to get rejected. You know, and, and so I think it's critical that we be willing to be uncomfortable. All growth occurs outside your comfort zone. We spend most of our time trying to do everything to stay comfortable. But growth occurs when you're uncomfortable, when you're getting feedback that's difficult, when you're out there exercising in a gym or running outside in the rain because you want to be fit or when you're eat, not eating dessert, which everyone else is eating, or you're not drinking as much as everyone else is drinking, or you're staying up studying instead of watching a television show, you're reading my book or your book to get better instead of going out and just partying with everybody. So that's uncomfortable. But I always say everything you want you don't have is, is outside your comfort zone. So you got to get a little bit uncomfortable every day in order to grow. Mm. Yeah, <clears throat> really, really helpful, I think. Um, and I, I love that um, the idea of the, the, the 1 to 10 scale as well. Um, but what do you do with, you know, when – I mean, sorry, I just want to ask you, there's another question that's come to sure. me I'd like to ask, it, which is related to that. Is you, would you recommend people who've maybe got in, you know, important clients, would you recommend they go to them and ask them that question? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, if we're just sitting there not knowing how our clients are responding to our service or our product or our consulting or whatever, uh, we can't, we can't make it better. So constant and never ending improvements, the goal, and it's impossible to do that without some kind of evaluation. And I, if I had a client, I would ask them at the end of every week or the end of every couple of weeks on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate what, you know, our, your experience of, of me working with you or the progress we're making. And then anything less than a 10, what would it take to make it a 10? Now they're telling you exactly what they want and what they need that you may not be aware of, be not picking up the clues. So constant feedback is critical to success. I mean, when you're driving your car, you're making minor adjustments every, you know, that's why you're, you're handed. It's never just solidly on the wheel. You're a little bit to the right, a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right, a little bit to the left. If you just held on straight and never moved, you'd probably run off the road in, you know, two degree increments and eventually hit a light pole. Mm-hmm. The, other, the other great thing about it, Chris, is um, if you've been given a score, whether it be six, eight or four, um, you can ask why so high. What, why have I got that score? And if you are asking a customer, a client, a business that you're working with, then you get to hear what they actually like about the service that you, they're providing for you as well. Or if you're asking your partner, that you get to hear that 
you got a six this week because you cooked the dinner, you got home from work on time, you paid some attention to them in the evening, you get to hear what they like too. So it, it can help you repeat good behavior as well as add no, new. That's a really good point. And, you know, I teach people this in corporations, ask as your employees on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate the experience of working here? And if they say three, you always say, why so high? Well, it totally blows them out of the water because they're not <laughs> expecting that response. Yeah. But then they're telling you at least a couple of things they like about working there, which is valuable. Then you can say to them, well, what would have to happen for you to take it from a three to a four? And so we can look at little incremental growth steps as well. Very powerful. Good, good, good addition there, Amanda. Yeah, and, uh, and, and brave. And uh, not bravery, I think, will get respected. Mm-hmm. Um, so so um, the, the, what happens, uh, Jack, if you're you – know, how do you deal with rejection? You know, you talked – you know, a great example is a chicken soup for soul, the soul. Um, mm-hmm. how, how do you deal with that? Well, I, I always tell people when, you, when people say no, you say next. There are 7 billion people on the planet. Uh, think of the ugliest, most uh, uncom- you know, most uh, mean person you know, and they're probably married. Somebody said yes. So the reality is that every, there's a yes out there for you. doesn't matter who you are, where you are. Someone wants to do what you're doing. Someone wants to support what you're supporting. But you have to find them by asking. And it's simply a game. It's a numbers game. You know, we asked 144 publishers before we got a yes. One of my clients is a chiropractor who knocked on 12,500 doors over a five-month period to ask people if they would be interested in chiropractic work. And uh, in a town where they said they didn't need any new chiropractors. And at the end of his first year in business, he made over a million dollars because he knocked on the door and said, hi, my name is so-and-so, and would you be interested in chiropractic work? Should I keep my office open in the morning or after five o'clock for people who have nine to five jobs? What, what paper should I advertise in? And if I have an open house, would you like to, to, to come? Over 6,500 people opened their doors and talked to him. And that level of asking, he got a lot of no's. He got a lot of doors slammed in his face. A lot of people, you know, didn't come. But the point is, he got a million dollars. So the idea is ask, 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 ask. I coined a term two years ago. Amanda may have heard me say it. You need to become an asshole. And so you've got to ask a lot of people in order to get a yes. And let's say it takes 100 people to get a yes. 99 no's, one yes is all you need. And so basically uh, asking is one of the most important actions you could take. And, and people are going to say no. See, if I ask Amanda to have dinner with me tonight, assuming we were in the same town, and she says no on radio in front of everybody, a lot of people say, ooh, Jack got rejected. That's terrible. But the truth is, I didn't have anyone to eat dinner with before I asked Amanda. I don't have anyone to eat dinner with after I asked Amanda. My life didn't get worse. It's only what we add on to it in our mind. No one will ever love me. I'm a failure. You know, I'm going to die lonely, whatever it might be. That's what makes it painful, what we tell ourselves, not the, not the no. So reject rejection. You, know, you had a book that you were very shocked that they said yes to. It didn't have to you know, go to as many people as we did. But I have a quote in the book, uh, The Success Principles 10th Anniversary Edition, that says uh, by Barbara Kingsolver where she says, if your book comes back rejected, it doesn't mean your book is no good. It means the editor who will love your book does not live at this address. So, <laughs> yes. you know, everybody has different tastes in comedy, in writing, in music. And so you just have to keep asking until you find the person that wants to say yes. That's wonderful. And some, um, some gra- great idea there for people who are 
uh, who are dating at the moment or looking for dates. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I wish I'd known that one many years ago. Um, we've only got um, a, sort of a couple of minutes, three minutes left to the end of the interview. So I just wanted, Jack, if you have any final message or messages that you would like to, to share with us. And then I'd like to ask Amanda the same. Well, one, I'd just like to do a 30-second plug for my book and say that this new book is available at most bookstores and to the Amazon.com. But if you want to get $100 worth of free bonuses, if you go to thesuccessprinciplesbook.com, you can download the first two chapters of the book for free. You can then order the book through Amazon or Barnes & Noble. We'll also give you an audio program and a video program that you can download. One's an hour, one's 90 minutes. One deals with all the questions that people most ask about the principles in the book called Ask Jack. And the other is an hour and a half video of me teaching how to set and achieve all your goals. And then the final thing is what was called the Instant Income Business Planner, which was written by Janet Schweitzer, who helped write my book with me. And she wrote a book called Instant Income. So if you're a business owner, a small business owner, solo entrepreneur, you can get all of these uh, bonuses that will help you get your business up and running uh, immediately. So I encourage you to do that. And then finally, I would just say to everybody, you have everything you need inside of you to accomplish anything you want. Anything. doesn't matter what it is. You wouldn't be able to have the dream if you didn't have the ability to make it come true. You may have to learn new things. You may have to go back to school. You may have to borrow money. You may have to build teams you don't have right now, but you have the capacity. Believe in your dreams, follow your heart, and never give up. Wonderful. Thank you, Jack. And Amanda, friends, 30 seconds for yourself i just want to say thanks so much for having me and if you want to if you can't get to jack in america then um, pop on over to the leading ladies company um i'd be happy to meet you see you we also have leading ladies tv which is tv for the soul check it out wonderful it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you both today and i um, We'd love to hear back from people who listen to the show as well. You can email me at chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Any feedback? If you want to find out more about Jack as well, go to www.jackcanfield.com. And for Amanda, it's www.theleadingladiescompany.com. And uh, sounds a wonderful um, book to get hold of, the 10th anniversary edition of The Success Principles. Uh, and uh, do check out uh, Jack's site to uh, get all those goodies. So if you have any questions or feedback, please get in touch. Um, but in the meantime, um, have a wonderful week. And once again, thanks very much to Jack Canfield and Amanda Brown. Thank you for listening to Be More, Achieve More. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, typically 4 p.m. London on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 